Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, queen, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach, a business mentor, a speaker, an author, and I am obsessed with women standing up, showing up, and creating their confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, look who we got here. Hi. Special guest, the Sri Lankan Idris Alba. What? <laughs> I love you, Hamish, hey, my beautiful husband. I see it, he's hot. Anyway, so welcome to the podcast. If you are watching on YouTube, click that subscribe button and let us know in the comments below what questions you have around relationships. This beautiful man comes on every once in a while. He's pretty smart, he's got some wisdom. And we're gonna be talking today about relationships. Why? Because we can't get enough. And we see in our work how much strife and trouble we get into in relationship. And so we thought that today we would cover something that comes up a lot, specifically for our clients. For our clients. I'm nervous. It's been a hot topic. It's been a hot topic, right? It has been. Yeah. It's been a hot topic. Especially lately. We've been experiencing it lately. And mm. because we hear about it a lot inside of our programs and Hamish and his private practice, yeah. we thought that we would do a full day on this. So if you're watching this and you're like, oh my God, I want to learn about this. This is exactly where we're at. We want to let you know that if you go into the comments, whether you're listening on the podcast or you're watching on YouTube, the link below is our Power Couples live event. It is happening on the 27th of April, That's right. 2024. So if you're watching this after that, so sorry that you missed it. Mm -hmm. We will do it again. It is a live event in person and online. It's going to be freaking awesome. The full day we're going to work on relationships. It's probably our most popular it's event. It's our most popular event. But if you think about it, it's the biggest problem for us as 100%. human beings is relationships. And we want love and we struggle with communication. If you're single, this event is for you as well. Don't you worry. Yeah. We're talking about it. Yeah. It, why do you feel like it's a big struggle for us? Oh, I, I think relationships is one of the hardest things. I, and, and look, I think we're all touched by relationships. I think it's, mm. it's a natural human want or drive to be, I think we can't survive without relationships, right? 100%. I think we can't, you know, everybody wants to be loved or to love somebody else or friendships, even though we're talking about intimate relationships more specifically today, yeah. we, we need friends. I think we're, we're a social species, mm. you know? And I think what I love about relationships and maybe people don't realize is that relationships are really a big reflection of our own hurts and traumas mm. and i think i think relationships bring up a lot all the internal we we're talking to a lot of the ladies in our sisterhood program yeah um which i highly recommend you should join. um but you know a lot of the ladies that were in there i remember speaking to them say six 12 months ago and a lot of them w wanted to be in a relationship you know a lot of them were saying i'm looking for that someone i'm on the dating apps I'm, I'm going to my salsa classes, I'm going to the gym, mm. um, I'm, I'm looking, I'm actively looking. And they're obviously saying to me, how do I attract uh, a great man? How do I find that person that I'm looking for, right? 
And, you know, so I gave him a bunch of tips, my perspective, things that I, you know, have, have, have used to, you know, become clear about who the person is that I want in my life or what type of relationship I want. Mm. Anyway, fast forward six to 12 months, they've put some of those into practice. They now are in relationships. Beautiful. And so I've sat with them recently, only a couple of weeks ago, and I said, hey, how is it all going? You know, it was such a long time ago. Uh, you know, you were wanting this. You were desperate to have someone. You were, um, you know, excited to, to, to be in a relationship. And now you have it. How is it? And they were just like, oh, I didn't realize relationships <laughs> would bring up so, so much. much. And it's hard and it's challenging. And I'm like, aha. And it's and often <laughs> all your shit. what people don't realize is that, you know, relationships are the beginning yeah. You know, I think often we think it's the end. Oh, once I'm in a relationship, then I'll be happy. But I think for a lot of people, and while that is the case, I think what also happens in relationships, while there is a lot of joy and happiness, it does, it, it challenges us. Mm. I think these people that we uh, make a commitment to uh, in whatever format, triggers come up, you know, being that mm. close to people, things about them annoy you or things about past relationships may come up, past experiences, yeah. their past experiences their culture, their environment, their upbringing, oh, yeah. so much <laughs> comes into the mix. Right? Oh, your shit. And I think it, it very much is the beginning of that personal development and growth. And I think I think it's why relationships are so hard or why there isn't, I don't know, if, I don't know if there is or not good relationships out there. I mean, we have a great relationship. I don't yeah. know what others are like, but I think people are under the impression that once you're with that person, then that's it. And I think whether you're married or just with someone new relationships take work and consistently take work I mm. think you always have to uh, renew it and one of the things I heard recently was that in a lot of the um, ancient um, tribes or, or shamanic cultures apparently marriage only lasted for seven years wow it was a contract that only went for seven years and at the end of seven years the two people had to come together with the community and wow. explain why they should continue for another that seven years. That is wild. Yeah. So you had to come in and plead your case. And there was the option for each party, if after seven years they didn't, weren't enjoying it, to go, this is not working for us. Shit, like trade it in. And, and trade in for a new model, apparently. Damn. Anyway, I think there's some... I like the community that. aspect. That's that's really beautiful. Yeah, well, you have to, you have to express... It's conscious. It's a conscious decision. Yeah. It, and you have to express to the community why you should or shouldn't continue. They'd be like, y'all be fighting, we hear you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Our neighborhood would be quieter if you guys broke up. Um, I, I wanted to bring Hamish in because I do... Like, I really believe we have an awesome relationship because we work so hard at it and we run our family like a business like hamish is like an amazing operations a business of love yes it's a business of love oh <laughs> but we run our life and our family and our relationship like a business in the sense that there are operational structures and systems that work in place people have jobs and certain things they have to do and communication is wrapped into everything and obviously love and affection and intimacy and beautiful all of the things quality time and i think that if we if you if you're not doing the work and if you're not working and if it feels like it's not work then we're probably doing it wrong because mm -hmm. it is work it's hard work and you know mm -hmm. we talked a lot on the podcast we've done multiple episodes where Hamish has come on and we've talked about relationships and the man's perspective and mm -hmm. you know for those that are in relationships man and woman and it's like 
holy shit, like how do we have these incredible thriving relationships whilst we're trying to build our own life and work on ourselves and maybe parent children and maybe have businesses or careers and friend groups and like all the juggle of all the things Mm -hmm. and have a successful relationship. And so I think today we wanted to really talk about the thing that's coming up a lot uh, is the resentment and how a lot of couples in relationship will have some massive resentments and issues that just get shoved down, suppressed, pushed to the side. And internally, this is building a a concrete wall between the relationship, between their intimacy, between their communication, uh, which that shit leads to, we know like everybody thinks people get divorced because of money and it's not, it's a change of values. And values are super important. I don't know who is sitting down working out their values every six months. We are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and our clients that we force to do it are. And it's so good for you to do that because people grow apart. So I think that it would be good to talk about the resentment and how this builds and why this builds. And I think also the importance of working on yourself. Because I know that a lot of the women that join our program in the sisterhood, shout out to you, sisterhood. Um, if you're in the sisterhood, comment below, let us know. Um, but we're working on ourselves. Yeah. And there is a feminine rising where women are st- stepping into their feminine. Men are also stepping into their feminine. And we're trying to connect more and do more work and grow and evolve as humans. And some of the men that we speak to in the relationship are not interested. They're just like, there's no problem. I don't want to go to therapy. I don't want to work on myself. Mm. So I-, I don't know, but I know that for us in the sisterhood, we see that a lot that the woman's usually the one and the guy's yeah. really not interested. Yeah, totally. So bring us into this. How do we how do we unpack like if someone's listening and their relationship right now they have this deep-seated resentment? Yeah. And that how do they know they have resentment? What happens? I'm yeah. asking you a lot of questions. You are. I don't know where, where to start. <laughs> well, let's talk about resentment. And I agree. I, and look, we don't have any resentment. Hamish loves me. <laughs> Actually, I wanted to bring something Save up on me. this podcast about <laughs> <laughs> moment of truth. <laughs> you snore too much. Yes. Um, <laughs> I got to pick up your goddamn clothes on the floor. Smelling my underwear. Too. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not a freak. You're the freak. Anyway, we divert. Um, I, I want to harp on what you said about resentment. Yeah. Because yes, resentment, I think, is the killer of all relationships. I think it's a virus, mm. right? It's a virus. I really do. It's a do. pandemic. It's a pandemic of resentment. And and I and I think if you're if you're in a partnership with anybody like we said before where they are triggering you or they're bringing stuff about you, I think working close with anybody mm. um, is 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 always at some point or another, even a friendship, it's they're going to irritate you at some point, right? I, and I think what happens is I think couples think that they communicate well. Mm. You know, a lot I'm of trying not uh, to laugh because you're so right. <laughs> a lot of couples come to me, and the first question yeah, we go is, "How do you guys? You guys communicate? Oh, yeah, we're, we're the great, we're the best communicators. We communicate so well. Yeah. And and I think they're delusional. I, I don't think they know. Yeah. How to communicate, or if they're communicating, they're not communicating on a on a depth like that I think that yeah. they need to to go to. Or, yeah. Or, or have that effective communication. So, I think the the illusion is that they are communicating. And they're really not well. Can I, I give an example? Yeah. I'm changing my kid's diaper and I'm yelling across the room and we're talking about something serious. We're jumping into the car to drop the kids off at school. That's not 
that's not it. Yeah, you those, know? Like, those are not the times. Yeah, but these are, but, but yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. people are doing it. They're like, yeah, yeah, we chat about this all the time. They're like screaming across the room or when the husband comes home from work and they're exhausted or your partner's coming home and like, these aren't the optimal times. So our communication, I think as you're listening to this, think about how effective is my communication right now, whether I'm in a relationship or not, number one. And number two, am I doing it at the best time? Am I making time to communicate deeply, effectively, and wholly? Like yeah. just like in depth. No, this this is the point that I want to make. And, I, and I've said this to so many couples and it's the, it's so true. Mm. I think most couples are, are, are like when you, when you look about communication, it's about listening. I think people think it's more about talking. I think it's more about when they think communication, they think, oh, we're, we're speaking stuff. about yeah. what we what we want to talk. We, we're saying what we want to say. And I don't think that's the problem. <laughs> I think people are saying a lot of stuff. Mm. I think the problem is we're, lis- we're not listening or we don't know how to listen. And I think that's the point of communication that is breaking down. And I don't know who said it, but we've got like two ears and one mouth, so we should be listening twice as hard as we speak. Someone's, mm. I don't know where mm. I got that from. Okay, okay. sounds like some so, wisdom. <laughs> I'm full of it. It's true. So, anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, I think a lot of people, when it comes to communication, they're thinking about speaking. Mm. But communication is more about listening. And I think more people listen to respond than listen to understand. Mm. And I think that's where communication is failing. Ask a question. I have a question. Yes. Hands up. Erica. Yes. Do you think, <laughs> over to you, do you think it's because they don't feel heard? Because if you think about it, 100%. I, I think communication is about you hearing me and me speaking. Is it because they don't feel heard in the relationship? And I'm not talking men or women, I'm talking anyone. Both, I agree. You I, know what I mean? Because if you. But, but they're, they're both contributing to the breakdown in communication because if both people. In order for communication to work, one must speak and the other must listen. Oof, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, and then the other person needs to show that understanding of what that mm. other person has spoken about yeah. by communicating that back through speaking. Right? That's that's really the, the fundamental. Mm. That's why I think most people have communication backwards. They think communication is about articulating what they're trying to say perfectly or saying yeah. the right words. I've I've had so many men sit in my chair. And when I've said to them, have you had that conversation with your wife? Most of them have said, I just don't know what, what are the right words to say. Mm. I, don't, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to bring it up. I don't know how to speak to her about <clears> it, right? So you can see that with a lot of people, in men in my, in my case, I've, I've really focused on what they're saying yeah. and what words they need to say to, to get their message across. And I think, I feel like that's not the real problem. Yeah. I think the problem is, and I know this for sure for men, is most of them honestly don't know how to listen. And if I think about a, a man's uh, energy or or focus, he's very good at problem solving. I think, you know, we can say mm. generally men would be like, <clears throat> I want to fix it. You know, let me fix it for you while the woman is looking for someone to hold her or hold space for her. Yeah. Men are often jumping in there with their solution-orientated brains. And do you feel like that's a masculine energy? Because I feel like that was it, me in our relationship, just is. FYI, even though it I'm a is. woman. I And I'm thinking about same-sex couples, that someone is more in the masculine and someone's more in the feminine. Totally. Because for me, I was always like, remember with your partner, I was like, you just need to do this, you just need to do this, and Hamish My would come to partner, me. My business partner, we're not in a... No, his, oh, sorry, that is no. Yeah, Hell no, clarify. you're a Puerto Rican. That shit ain't happening here. Latino Let me just women go women have two phones and the other phone is mine. So just so you know, <laughs> that's a little joke that I... That ain't about. happening. Okay, so you're a business partner. Yeah. And I remember Hamish came to me because he wanted to just share how he felt. 
And I'm like, all right, this is what you need to do. You need to sit down, you need to tell him. And he's just yeah, like, I don't need you to solve it for me. But I didn't know, because I was just like problem solving masculine energy. Like, I don't know if yeah. it was even a good masculine energy, but is that true? Because no, it's you, not you, just you, men. You hit on a good point, And I think it's a good clarification to make because I think people, we want you to look through the lens of relationship through the lens of duality, which is masculine and feminine energies. Energies, yes. Energies. And that and what what is commonly found is that men tend to hold more masculine and women hold more feminine. That's such a general expression. But not in this relationship. But not in this and and the point I'm trying to make is that's not always necessarily the case. Yeah. The, fem- the, the female could hold the masculine or the, you know, the male can hold the feminine. Exhibit A. Exhibit A over here. Exhibit B. <laughs> so, so we want to make that clarification. And if you are in a same-sex couple, it, the, the, that, um, that idea applies. You may find one has more masculine, i.e. structure. Doing. Doing, problem solving, maybe more of the protector, more of the worker. Who knows? Like the, those kind of traditional ideas of masculine energy. Mm. And the feminine tends to be one that's more the nurturer, more emotional, maybe more sensitive, yeah. maybe like like those kind of attributes, and we're talking very general, tend to fall into the feminine energy. So not, not linked to sex in any way, right? Yeah. And I think um, how it plays out in traditional relationships is that, the, and this is what I'm saying from a perspective of communication, the, the man may be holding the masculine, and if that's the case and he's a problem solver, yeah. I find... He's he's very poor at listening, but that so is also true with him. He's listening me. to solve, solve which okay. means he's listening to respond. Mm. He's not listening to understand, and yeah. I think that's <clears> where the breakdown happens. And I've and we've heard it from our female clients where he's just not listening to me, mm. or he's just not understanding me. And again, the caveat is this could be the opposite as well. But what we are seeing tra- in traditional relationships, well, in the, our clients at least, in our clients. Yeah that's the kind of uh, messaging that we're hearing and, yeah. and i think that's where the breakdown is happening and then naturally the resentment arises because both are not willing to really listen or understand each other mm. and then it's they're adopting both are adopting the masculine energy where it's like well you need to do this to fix it and well you need to do this to fix it so then it's like blame, two yeah. energy fields that are the <clears> same <throat> competing against each other leads to conflict mm. because one's not willing to soften mm. In, mm. you know we can talk yeah. about the dance of masculine and feminine energies later on another but show. we should definitely on talk another about show it. but let us know if you want us to talk about that because i think I, we haven't shared that yeah yet. i think it's an important conversation that might give perspective to things where the way we look at it but yeah coming back to the point i think communi- people are getting communication wrong i think they're listening to respond and they're not listening to yeah. understand yeah and i think that's what's leading to the birth of resentments yeah. that are then built up over time. Because yeah. I think what happens with resentment is once we've, if we've been able to go back with a, with a couple to f- find out what they're actually angry about, mm. most of them struggle to find out what it is they're upset about or the thing that they are were initially upset about in hindsight doesn't actually matter. Yeah. They're upset about something that was insignificant. Yeah, yeah. I think that the resentment thing <clears throat> that continues to come up in our couples and our relationship, and it's a big thing that we're going to talk about, and we're going to hot seat coach about on this day. Um, so what that is, is people submit questions on Zoom or in person, and we just coach. We work with them on unpacking this so that they get a resolution. And when that happens at our events, at our hot seat coaching calls in the sisterhood, everyone gets the answer. Mm. Like everyone gets to that maybe not have been your question, but for you to hear that, it's like, oh, that was for me. I take that piece for me. And one of the things I think that's coming up a lot is 
the resentment's happening and it's it's being stored. So like something will happen, this dig and it's like not suppressed. Oh, gotta pick up the kids. Oh, can't talk about it because he just got home from work. Oh, I can't talk about it because we have guests over mm. or he's tired or we're I'm fighting. Gotta make dinner. It, yeah, <laughs> you gotta make dinner, kids. girl. Oh gotta my get God. ready for school. <laughs> yes, and then it escalates, right? These things escalate and then you find yourself pushing it down and shoving it down. And you know, energetically that's a lot because you can't express it. So now it's being shoved and pushed down, which is just fermenting. Like you're fermenting some shit in your body, all these emotions and these energies and this anger. And then you're walking into the house and you feel these tension. When we did that power couples live event, we made them look at each other and my God, you gotta cut the damn air. There was so much tension in some of the couples mm. that haven't fucking looked in the eyeballs. That's right. They have, remember, they haven't looked at each other. In some people's eyes. eyes were fucking smoking. They, they like, couldn't even, some of them couldn't Some even of them look. couldn't. And then others, it was like, dun, 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 like love, like, oh, hello, my lover. Yeah. So even just that. So I'm not seeing you. My life is busy. We're working. There's so much going on. Even if you don't have kids, my friend, like shit is wild. Life is wild. And there's so much to do. And then you have conversations in your head and in your heart that haven't come out of your mouth. They haven't come out of your mouth. So where are these conversations? They're not being had. They're being had in your fucking head in the shower or on the way to work. You're pissed off or upset or sad or, and it's not processed. So it's like unprocessed fermented fucking kimchi that you're just shoving down your stomach, right? Kimchi. And yeah, I don't know. And then your ass explodes. Anyway, what? so <laughs> if you're new, I have great analogies kimchi that you will love. Kimchi doesn't do that to you, by the way. Just anyway, it doesn't. It actually helps you. So unless your gut is fucked up, then your ass right, will explode. Right, that's another so podcast. anyway, that's another podcast about kimchi. <laughs> Subscribe to the channel. Anyway, so here we are, right? We're like pushing, pushing, pushing down. And then your partner is also doing this. And if they're not good at communication and they don't have it, you have two people that are just suppressing and repressing and pushing down all this shit that they want to talk about. Something happens and there's a fucking explosion. 100%. And or, and or, you go out and somebody looks at you and you look a bit sexy, and they're like, hey, how are you? And you're like, hey, what's up? Blah, 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 blah. And then there's cheating, and then there's side relationships happening because they're not feeling heard, they're not feeling seen, they're not feeling expressive, they, they haven't got it out, they've had to shove it down, they have to play the role that their partner thinks they are. And in this other place, someone's light and free and exciting and sexy, and yeah, people well, go off and fucking... Well, well re resentment erodes connection, we've totally. said. Totally. And so if there's no connection in the relationship, most people will try to find it somewhere else. They, totally, and not know, on purpose, but like this happens. It's, it's a natural aspect of life. You, yeah. you, you want to be connected to something. Like we said at the, at the beginning, it's, it's a natural human instinct to want to be around people and to be socially connected to people and to mm. be in relationships. It's natural. In fact, I think we depend on it for yeah. our own survival. So I think it's only really a matter of time. And, and, and often I think sometimes people let these things go on longer than they need to be, which only amplifies the problem yeah, they don't deal with it. Oh, they try to push it to the side. Yeah. So bad news, blah, blah, blah. Okay, maybe you're here and you're like, well, what do we do? Yeah. I think I'm in resentment. I think I resent my partner. I think that that deep-seated resentment is there. It was a seed and now it's freaking huge. And I want to punch him in the face or I want to punch her in the face or I'm like, I don't want to be in this relationship. How do we work this out? What do you say to people who may be feeling, I guess, before we even go to the solution, hopefully you're hearing and understanding that you cannot continue a healthy, fulfilling, amazing relationship that's gonna flourish and teach your family, if you have children, teach them what love and relationship is if you have resentment. Okay, my love, if you're enjoying this podcast, 
I want to invite you to check out The Sisterhood. What is The Sisterhood? It is my year-long coaching program where I will coach you live so that you can actually take everything you're learning on this podcast and put it into practice in your life so that you can actually get results in your life. You can be supported. You can be coached. You can stand up, show up, speak up, and create everything you desire in your life. If you want to overcome imposter syndrome, if you want to start creating more confidence, if you want to learn how to manage your thoughts so that you feel better and take better action so that you can get what you desire in your life, you need to join me inside of the sisterhood. It is 12 months of live coaching and you're surrounded by a community of incredible women who are also doing the work. So head to the link in the show notes or click on thequeenofconfidence.com, click on sisterhood and I will see you in there. Okay, back to the episode. And it's unsettled. It's it's not worked with. Um, it's not complete. If there's resentment right now in your relationship, I don't care how big or small, consider that it is a crowbar. It is really not a good sign for your future relationship and what you're going to try to teach your children if yeah. you are if you do have children. And, and don't kid yourself. I think a lot of couples think that no one notices. Oh my god, right? the energy is yeah. They think oh the kids don't know or no. Trust me, the kids energy. might not know how to communicate about it or or explain it but they can feel it yeah they feel it when there's tension between mum and dad they feel it when things are not nice in the household because the whole house now gets filled with that energy yeah you it's know, a if, vibe if like you're it's a vibe and i'm sure maybe <clears> if that's not you and you've met couples you get a sense you're like oh there's something not right between them there's a, a disconnection going on so mm. trust me people are noticing it those that live inside your household are feeling it yeah it, it becomes a, a big part yeah, and if it's unsettled in you, just consider that your partner also wants to work through it. They don't want to hold that either. But it's like, who's going to be the person? And if you're listening to this or watching this, you're the person. Mm -hmm. It's you. Why has it got to be me? Because it is. Because it's you. You know, like Hamish was my person. I was not doing the work and it was him. Mm -hmm. And he could have been like, why do I always have to be the one to introduce the work to my wife? Why do I have to be the one to always apologize? Why do I always have to wave the white flag? That's the wrong question, baby. Who cares why? You are. Mm -hmm. You're it. The reality is it's you, you're Gandhi. That's what we call it in the yeah. sisterhood. Like be the change you wish to see in the world. That's Gandhi. I'm tired of being Gandhi. Gandhi didn't get tired of being him. Like you just be that until the other person rises or you move away from that relationship. And so yeah. if that's you right now, I just hope that this encourages you to keep going because there are solutions to this. So Mr. Kramer, someone's listening. They're in resentment. I can think of two people that maybe you also know in your head, real life situations that we just spoke about before, mm. some of our clients, two of our clients that are going through this, what advice do we have for them? What, what can they do to understand or uncover their resentment? And maybe this episode has helped you do that. What do they do with this now? Like, what's the next step? Yeah, I, I, think, I think like we've, talk, we've talked about with all transformations, it's, mm. it, does, it definitely starts with, with self-reflection. I, I don't think we can move forward until we take responsibility. Mm. And uh, for those that don't know, Erica's doing a wonderful talk on, on that. Come to my TED talk. <laughs> um, I, I think responsibility taking is the way to start the process or wave the white flag, as yeah. we say. Yeah. I think many people, oh, from what I've heard as well, is and and you know we've been in this position before, are wanting the partner to make the change first, or like you said before, you know. Oh, why do I always have to do it? You know, mm. why am I always the one? You know, I, I think there's a lot of that, that that goes along and it just keeps them in the same holding totally. pattern. So I think the way forward is 
coming to a place of self-reflection where you go, where am I responsible mm. for the state of this relationship? Because it's it's both of you. Yeah. And if you're not willing to look at your behavior or what yeah. you've been doing, then there is there's no way forward, I think. Mm. I think that's mm. the hardest part. So I think the step one is you have to be really truthful and honest with yourself and go, where have I contributed to the state of this relationship? Maybe I didn't communicate enough. What a question. Maybe I let things go. I didn't speak up when I should have spoken mm. up. Maybe I let things slide that shouldn't have slide. Maybe there's a red flag I didn't bring up. Um, maybe I said things that I didn't mean. Whatever it is, I, I think we can all come back to that place. Maybe we just wanted to be right. I know that's a big thing that you bring up with me and I can feel it sometimes. I just- I, Oh, can I, you I feel it? I wanna be right. Yeah, but very rarely now because I've done so much work on myself and I'm really good. Um, <laughs> I, I can feel that, oh. that urge to be right. Like I wanna convince that other person that they're wrong and I'm, I have the right solution. And that, that can be very difficult to overcome. But I think if I don't reflect and go, oh, I can see myself doing that thing. And what I try to ask myself is, you know, do I want this relationship to be um, better or do I want do I want to be right? What's more important to me? Mm. And that can be a big hit to your ego when you're like, no, but I'm totally. right. So I think the, the conversation has to start with where can I take responsibility for my behavior? That's such a good question. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the step. I think that's step one. Yeah. So it's really identifying where am I playing a part in this? Like, what can I take responsibility for? And in our retreat, we give people this script, right, to to conversations. Mm. And I think I've done a podcast on difficult conversations, life-changing difficult conversations. So I'll make sure to link it below. But it's really important that we understand where we are showing up and how we are showing up. And if we can't be honest with that part and it's just their fault and blaming them, good luck. That's not going to work. Yeah. That conversation's not going to work. Every person, every single human being plays a part in your limitations plays a part in a relationship it takes two to tango right like it's not just one person so what are you accepting what are you putting up with how are you teaching them how to treat you and or how are you showing up in the relationship yeah. so, so my, yeah. i'm gonna ask you the next bit yeah okay yeah so so cool you take responsibility or you take an awareness and mm -hmm. i'm sure a lot of people will be like yeah well i know <laughs> what i'm doing wrong yeah how do you then go from that place of okay i've done the wrong thing or maybe you keep admitting the wrong thing yeah to how do you come back and go, what's the next step then for the for uh, um, engaging in that conversation with yeah. your partner? So they've, you've taken your own responsibility. This is your own journey, your journal. You do your work, right? Responsibility taking is something for you by yourself. From then, I would create a time, make a time. And people say, I don't have time. Make time. We make time. And make time that works for both parties because it might be a good time for you, but maybe I know that my amazing husband is not good before coffee, okay? And I also know he's not good after 3 p.m. He's hard work, um, but I love I'm him. He's beautiful I and I love him and he's worth the hard work. He is hard work with that. I, I would like to talk whenever, but that's my energy. And if I love him, which I do, and I want us to flourish and I want us to work, I need to work with him. And I have to lower my ego and go, why do I have to work with him? Bitch, because you're always hyper and you always want to talk. And no one's like you, Erica, you psycho. Mm. So I get that, right? And so I would say to Hamish, hey, babe, I've worked out of time. Would love to sit with you and chat. Let me know if this is good for you. Suggest time. Suggest this. And if he says yes, then I, as the person who wants to overcome the resentment and as the wave the white flag Gandhi person, I would organize our children. I would call the in-laws or I would give them the Switch, Nintendo, whatever the hell they need to do, or do it in a place where you're going to have your kids covered if you got kids. 
and then I would organize two hours, two hours minimum. And I would start the conversation with, hey babe, thank you so much for this. I, I think this is gonna be a really great chat for us. Uh, before we start, I wanna take responsibility for how I've been showing up in the relationship. Woo! How are you gonna feel when I say that to you? When I've booked two hours for us to do a talk, is that gonna be stressing you out? And then when I say I wanna take responsibility, how do you feel? relieved i guess mm. because i'm expecting to be nagged at that's i think that's the that's presumption the i'm yeah. gonna sit there go here we go <laughs> missus wants to talk to me all right and it's just going to be more well you didn't do this and you didn't do that and i think it's an important point that if we're trying to get to the core of resentment and clear these things in the relationship you can't be bringing that in mm. to the conversation you want to fight right you can't be saying well, I have to meet with you because you're, you're angry. We, we, you have to find a place where you're coming from, letting sidestepping that resentment for the moment so that you can speak <clears throat> clearly. And I think that's what taking responsibility as the first step in that conversation because I think the other person is going to be is already defensive because they're thinking that you're going to come at them. Mm -hmm. And when the other person waves a white flag and goes, I actually want to take responsibility mm -hmm. for the way I've been behaving, I think that changes the dynamic of the conversation. I just want to tell you, you're welcome. Because this here, I'm serious. I'm so serious. If you do this and you're in a relationship, if you're, even if you're in a friendship, in a co-workership, yeah. I promise you, my friend, nobody does this. People don't rock up going, you know what I thought about my part? <laughs> I thought about how I was acting and who I was being. And I just want to take, I'm not saying say sorry. We're not asking you to apologize. Don't apologize, that's mm. fine. But I'm asking you, we're asking you, and we're giving you the gift of responsibility taking. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, most people won't do it. Yeah. And they will continue to struggle in resentment, in horrible relationships. They will be right as fuck, but you will be lonely and right. You will be lonely, you will be depressed, you will be sick. That kimchi shit, like you're, you'll have stomach issues, you'll feel like bloated. I'm telling you, energetically, when you suppress emotion it has to come out of somewhere mm. and most of these people will be in pain or inflamed or something's going on autoimmune it's like yeah because you're not expressing the emotion energy in motion like you need mm. to express and so maybe you don't understand that or believe in that but that is some shit like it is proven shit that your body will if you don't say no your body will mm. if you don't express your body will express yeah. and so I, I think it's an important part and i hope that you put this down and i hope that you do this because you got to spend some time. And what I'll add there as well is, yes, let's make a time to meet. But what I, at the end of the day, my friends, if you are in a relationship, you're with someone that you love. You're with someone that you care about. This is a partnership. Yeah. We're on the same team. Yeah. It's America, right? Yeah. Hamish and Erica. We're on the same team. And I think we forget. And I feel like we, we treat our lovers or our partners like, the enemy, enemy yeah, right so and so it's like i want to get you i want to and you can I you can win. get them you can hurt them you can win but that hurts you and that hurts the relationship mm. and if you have a family baby if you have kids that hurts your kids yeah please like first of all book a ticket to this damn event <laughs> number one number two stop acting like your kids don't feel it or see it mm. or you're the best parent because it's all for the kids and then in 20 years you got a roommate and your kids leave and then you guys get a divorce your kids knew okay <laughs> they knew they were going fuck why does mom and dad or why are my parents still together like i have women that i speak to grown-ass women that are like I don't even know how my parents are still together. They yeah. are so toxic. And that woman that is in my Zoom call is suffering from relationship issues because that's what she was modeled. And so not, this shit's yeah. important. And not only that, you're, you don't kid yourself, you are modeling what a, what a relationship looks like to you your are. children. So the likelihood of them going out and repeating 
your mistakes generational trauma is, is highly 100%. likely like don't kid yourself this is not to be sugar-coated on so many of the people that we work with we can easily tie back a lot of their um mishaps in their relationships mm. back to how they how it was displayed to them in in the through their parents yeah we can find some common threads and they obviously don't want that so none of us want that we know that but i just want to just give you a little jab in case you weren't thinking that this was serious this is so important if you especially have a family and or if you would like to attract adopt surrogate if you want to bring little people yeah. into your life you better sort you. that shit out yeah. because we will continue to push this out so the one thing i would say right before you have the conversation uh, and this is what I would do, and I would genuinely do this. I would get so angry at Hamish back in the day when we first started our relationship, I love you, and I would go and be pissed off and have a shower, and I don't get pissed off for long, because I don't like the long pissed offness, but I'd go in the shower and I'm like, motherfucker, I hate him, he's such an asshole. Ah. And then my head would show me all the photos and images of how he's not an asshole, and how he's an amazing man, and this is the best man you've had, and he's a lover, and he's beautiful, and you're being an asshole, and then I would just be like, you're right. He's not an asshole. Okay. And I would just move quickly. That was the only relationship where I moved quickly because I would just believe the person I was with was an asshole and I would hold that for days. So what I want you to do, if you do want to have this conversation, I want you to take a moment with yourself, whether you are the masculine, the feminine, the man, the woman, the woman, the woman, doesn't matter. Whoever you are, if you're listening to this or watching us, it's you. Hmm. I want you to take a moment, close your eyes, get some photos, do whatever you need to do in your mind to envision your partner the day you met them, why you love them, what's mm. great about them, how much you love them, how important they are to you, your best memories. Think of your five top memories. Mm. Imagine our, your wedding day. I will start crying right now. Stop even playing. Like mm. all the amazing things that we've had and the ex incredible experiences and how much I love them and see that. <sighs> and then go in. Because they're your lover. Like they yeah. lo you love them. We're going in. And if you don't love them anymore, think about the love that you have for them as a human. Mm. And some of these conversations are to end your relationship. And that's okay. I think mm. that's also, we think that's also a great okay. mature thing. Yeah. But end it in a beautiful way. How, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the asshole? Do you want to be the righteous one who's angry in their ego? That So many relationships break up and people just remember them as the villain, horrible person. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that shit? What do they say that... Uh, the forgiveness is for you, it's not mm. for the other person because that, that shit's poison. Mm. Revenge and anger, it's poisoning you. Yeah. And so that's the one thing I would add is if you can flutter yourself and fall back in love with this person before you go into this conversation, you're gonna have your guard down. Mm. You're gonna take responsibility. You're gonna cultivate a space where at the end of the day, no matter what that partner does, what they say, you hold yourself to who the fuck you are mm. and you're love and you're amazing. And if they don't come to the table, then they're showing you who they are. And as Maya Angelou says, when people show you who they are, believe them. Mm. Maybe, baby, this relationship's not going to work. Yeah. But you did your best you, and you shared your resentment, and, and some of y'all don't and, need to be together. And took responsibility. You took responsibility. Yeah. And you could take that. That's a character. That's a value of you as a person. You could take that and walk away going, I was the bigger person. I did everything I could. I took responsibility. I saw my part. That is healed. You move on to the next relationship. You're taking all of that with you. Yeah. Not only are you taking it, but you're attracting from that energy. Mm. The next person you attract will be from that energy. Yeah. So you won't bring the same thing. So... I, that's what I would mm, say. Like that's, that's really good. Huge. Thank that's you. I'm, really I'm a podcaster. Yeah, you should do a podcast on this. This is what we yeah, do. You should be a podcaster. Sorry, I just got into my hole. No, I think I think it's a really important point that you just brought up. It's 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 if you if you can resolve that part in the relationship, whether it's failing or not, and take responsibility for your own part, 
you are then gonna the next relationship you get into mm. you will have learned that lesson totally. about where you were at fault totally. and hopefully now with your eyes open you may go into another relationship knowing that that's not what you want you maybe this time you'll communicate better when things are are not good you will flag them Straight sooner away. when yeah. you, you know and so i think regardless of whether this is to end the relationship or to give it another go mm. i think that's a really good point taking responsibility allows you to see your patterns in where where you are contributing and then in the hopes try to change that either in the current one yeah or at least not plant those seeds in the new relationship if if that's where you're at yeah 100%. that's really good yeah thanks this is yeah, you should, be, you should be a coach or something. You know? <laughs> anyway, this is a very long episode because we want to keep them short for you. But I just want to share that, number one, check in. Is there resentment? When Hamish was sharing all of that at the beginning, did you go, ooh, I think there is resentment? By the way, many of us have it. Mm -hmm. We would have so much resentment if we didn't speak as much as we do. And totally. we talk so much. And he's not a person that likes to talk and have meetings. And he's not a very communicative person in his in his own way. Like his vibe is more inward. He'd probably stay away from conflict. He's yeah. more chill. And we still find a way with that way of him being and my extra ridiculous communication, we find a way to do it. Yeah. So you can do it. Consider you're not communicating enough. That's what I would say. Yeah. Um, secondary, if you did identify that, hopefully now to summarize it, you can go, ooh, where am I? What's my part? How am I taking responsibility? Thirdly, create a time and you create the time. You organize the kids, you organize the schedule, you make it perfect time for your partner and for you, not just for you. It's good for me at 5 p.m. Horrible for him at 5 p.m. Yeah. Horrible for Hamish at 5 p.m. Horrible when the kids are home after school yeah. and we're trying to, we've, we look at each other sometimes and we just laugh and we're like, babe, we're not going to do what, this what right now. Doing? What are we doing? Like, we and he's better. like, and we're getting frustrated because we're trying to cut fucking cucumbers and have a discussion. And Nava, my little one's like, daddy, daddy, mommy, mommy, daddy. Ah, I'm ah, hungry. Ah. And we're just like, ah, you know, like you're just like, okay, hey, babe, mm. I'll see you tomorrow. Let's do this later. Let's do this later. Yeah. Okay. And we just laugh. Like, mm. it's a joke. Like, how funny, like hilarious, you know, mm. this is your lover. Wave the one. Not him. He's my lover. But you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> he's Put my lover. Um, oh, look at my little uh, suction cups. Mm. Anyway. This is the shit right here. So hopefully this supported you, identified all of this for you, gave you some food for thought and some actionable, tangible steps that you can do right now if you're sitting in resentment. And hopefully at the end of the day, what we want you to know is if you don't get your ass to this event, <laughs> just kidding, come to the event. And if you can't come to this event, check out, we do a lot of events. We do a lot of virtual stuff because we wanna help people all over. Yeah. This kind of work is important. And I think seeing a couple that is a real deal together and is actively doing the shit that we say, like. I struggle when people try to talk about relationships and they're single or they've had toxic relationships or they're not in a happy relationship. And I'm like, I don't go to a dentist with rotten motherfucking teeth. It's just not going to happen. Totally. Like you got to have a good relationship. Plus, and not I, only do we have the kids, yeah. but we also are in business together. Yeah, we do everything together. Everything together. Hamish. And I think that, you know, that's another level of 100%. complexity because, yeah. you know, we are with each other all the time. All the time. And so even for me, sometimes scheduling time away from. He has to have that. I need to have that. While, and I know what he needs. she doesn't need that. Yeah, and, and so we look after so each other. So just making sure that those That uh, every person has what they need. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I want him to win. So I'm like, what do you need? And yeah. he wants me to win. So he's like, slow down and whatever. And so it's like, at the end of the day, we're not enemies. You're not enemies. Yeah, Even if it team. feels like you're enemies. Sometimes we want to punch each other, right? Very quick. But there is no four days of us not talking in our home. Yeah. If you were doing this silent treatment, not talking for three, four days, I love you. You got to stop that shit. Mm -hmm. Because that tension is building and if you have children 
it is not good. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Do the work. I, I would do say, the work. I would say grow up. Yeah. If that's what you're doing. Connect. We gotta. It's, it's it's a childish thing to do. Yeah. And you're you should be a grown adult by now. And if you can't have conflicting conversations or Daddy Kramer. Then well, yeah. Think about it. You're well. It's uh, uh, for me. I think we're just using old strategies that I has agree. worked in childhood, and what helped us in the exactly child is not going to help us exactly as adults. Exactly my point. Yeah. So I'm not saying that you're a child. But I'm saying you're definitely using childhood strategies by doing that. And I yeah, think that won't support. That's you. again taking the responsibility, being aware of what you're doing, and going, okay, well, I got to stop doing that. Yeah. And have a conversation. So let us know. Thank you, Mr. Kramer. Thank I love you, you so me. much for being here next to me, very close mm -hmm. and all cute. Mm -hmm. um, let us know if you are listening on Spotify, Q&A. Drop a Q&A. Let us or know if you're on YouTube. YouTube. Yes, if you're on YouTube, comment below. Do you want to hear more episodes? Do you have questions about this episode that we can answer? Yeah. Uh, hit us up, okay? We love you. We're so grateful that you're here. And at the end of the day, please subscribe so we can do more awesome videos and we can get this handsome Sri Lankan Idris Alba on here. <laughs> We love you. Have the best Thanks, week. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I freaking love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for your ears and your energy and your attention. Thank you for letting me into your world. And thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this podcast. There are so many podcasts you can listen to. And I deeply, deeply, for real, for real, appreciate you listening to mine. Do me one big favor, one big thing. Please share this episode or this podcast with a woman who you know needs to hear this. This is my mission on planet Earth to serve as many women as possible so that we could show up, stand up, speak up, and create the confidence in the life that we desire. I appreciate you, my love. I will see you on the next episode.